We are several weeks into our Connectability sermon series. We're talking about the potential ability we have to connect with God, to connect with others, and to connect with ourselves. We've talked about with connecting our heart, our emotions. Last week, Pastor Vance talked about connecting with our mind. And today, we will consider how we connect with our bodies. We believe that God created us with these human bodies and that God breathes God's breath of life into us. We become inspirited bodies. The spirit is crucial and important for our lives, but the body is also important and crucial for our lives. We believe that when God created human beings, God gave us purpose to use our bodies to steward to care for God's creation. We are created to use the fullness of our beings, hearts, minds, and bodies, to fulfill our purpose of good stewardship. The psalmist reminds us in Psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knit us together in the womb. God knows us to our bones. The God of the universe knows you and me and our bodies. In Matthew 10, Jesus offers the instruction, do not be afraid. God has counted the number of hairs on your head. The God who knows us so well also takes care of us. We believe that the same God who created us also came to be with us in the person of Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 14 in the message translation says this, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I love that image of God, the word becoming flesh and blood and our neighbor. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, God incarnate, fully divine and fully human. If God did not care so much about us and about our bodies, then I don't think God would have come to be one of us, to be with us in an earthly human body. Throughout Jesus's ministry, we see him spending time breaking bread and eating meals with people. He did this so much so that people criticized him, calling Jesus a sinner and a glutton. How dare he eat with tax collectors and sinners? We remember that Jesus gathered at a table with his disciples, and at that table he took bread and wine. He blessed them, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to eat instructing them to remember him as they ate the bread and drank from the cup. Jesus gave us a tangible, bodily way to remember his life and his love. It is through the humanity and divinity of Jesus that we are saved. We say in the Apostles' Creed that we believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. 
In 1 Corinthians 15, we hear of the hope of resurrection. While our earthly bodies decay, death does not have the final say. We trust that we will be given everlasting spiritual bodies. I don't know what those bodies will look like, but I trust that the God who created me here on this earth will provide for me in the life to come. The body, your body, my body, are not ignored in scripture and in the Christian tradition. Yet, we seem to not know what to do with our bodies. The early Christians living among Jews and Romans and peoples of other cultures and religions, they found practical ways to live out their faith in Jesus. They lived together in community. They ate meals together. They celebrated communion together. They fed the hungry and they cared for the physical needs of the people around them. They lived out their faith through these bodily actions and ways of life. We heard these words from 1 Corinthians chapter 6 earlier in the service. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Don't you know that you have the Holy Spirit from God and you don't belong to yourselves? You have been bought and paid for. So honor God with your body. These early Christians, they lived as if the Holy Spirit really were in each of them. Because guess what? The Holy Spirit was in each of them. They remembered that their lives and their bodies were not really their own. Their lives and their bodies were connected to God through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Their lives and their bodies were connected to each other as they lived their lives in Christian community through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Over time, groups of Christians began to differ in the ways they lived out their faith. Some Christians continued living in cities and towns. They lived out their faith in the context of their culture, the culture wherever they were living. They prayed and they studied scripture. They ate together and they served one another. Like Jesus, they were often called sinners and gluttons because they ate and drank and celebrated together. They connected to God and to one another through their bodily way of life. Yet some of these Christians did perhaps eat, drink, and celebrate too much. Some of them lived among Roman culture that also ate, drank, and celebrated. Over time, it became hard to distinguish the quick Christians from their Roman neighbors. They looked the same. They acted the same. They ate, they drank, they celebrated the same. They overindulged in bodily pleasure and perhaps disconnected from their minds and their hearts. Perhaps they lost some of their connection to God. Other groups of Christians felt that they were too influenced and distracted by the world. They retreated from the world and they lived as hermits in the wilderness. They fasted and prayed. They practiced solitude. They rejected some earthly conveniences. Some abstained from alcohol or sex or other earthly pleasures. They lived out their faith through self-denial and self-sacrifice. They limited their bodies and physical pleasures 
in pursuit of spiritual holiness and deeper connection to God. They sought to connect to God through their bodies by limiting uh, perhaps what their body consumed or what their body enjoyed. Another group of Christians called Gnostics took this rejection of the body even further. Some began to emphasize the mind and the spirit over the body and the physical world. They sought spiritual enlightenment and wisdom. They felt that the body and the physical world were less important than the mind and the heart. Gnostic Christians questioned the full humanity of Jesus, believing that God could not inhabit such a lowly material state. Jesus only appeared to be human. Gnostics sought connection to God through their mind. They disconnected from their bodies. Friends, we see these bodily traditions lived out among us today, both within Christian tradition and in other parts of our lives. Some people eat and drink in moderation. Others overindulge, often to the detriment of their bodies. Still others abstain from certain foods or beverages for various spiritual, physical, and emotional reasons. And some people with eating disorders self-deny to such an extent that they cause harm to their bodies. Friends, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Don't you know that you have the Holy Spirit from God and you don't belong to yourselves? You have been bought and paid for. So honor God with your body. Sometimes we forget that the Holy Spirit is in us. Our bodies are vessels carrying the Holy Spirit. Love your body. Appreciate your body. Take good care of it. For in doing so, you are loving and caring, caring for the Holy Spirit that is in you. Therapist and researcher Hilary McBride writes, we often forget that the mind and the body are both equally us. In her book, Fierce, Free, and Full of Fire, writer and speaker Jen Hatmaker argues, your character and soul, intelligence and creativity, love and experiences, goodness and talents, your bright and lovely self are intertwined with your body. And your body has delivered the whole of you to this very day. What a partner. Your body has been a home for your smartest ideas, your triumphant spirit, your best jokes. You haven't gotten anywhere you've ever gone without your body. You have your body to thank for every good thing you have ever experienced. Your body has been so good to you. We have separated our hearts, minds, and bodies when we were created for them to be interconnected. So let's stop separating them. Let's start noticing and appreciating all the ways that our bodies show up for us and enable us to live. Savor the smile on your face and the joy you feel in your heart when you are with a loved one. 
Think back to the last time you had a really good idea. Do you remember that spark in your brain and the energy that flowed throughout the rest of your body as you began to act on that idea? Reconnecting our hearts, minds, and bodies makes us whole vessels able to carry the Holy Spirit within us. We do not belong to ourselves alone. We belong in relationship with God. We belong in relationship with other people who also have the same Holy Spirit within them. We belong in relationship with ourselves. Friends, we are created for connectability. Jen Hatmaker continues and shares that our body is good to others. Your body delivered you to people who needed you the exact moment you showed up. Your body kissed away little tears and patched up skin and knees. Your body holds hands that need holding and hugs necks that need hugging. Well, maybe not during coronavirus season, but you get the point. Your body nurtures minds and souls with its presence. With lovely eyes, your body looks deliberately at people who so desperately need to be seen. Your body nourishes folks with food, stirring and dicing and roasting and baking. Your body has sat quietly with sad, sick, and suffering friends. Your body has also wrapped gifts and sent cards and sung celebration songs to cheer people on. Your face has been a comfort. Your hands will be remembered fondly, how they looked, how they loved. Your specific smell will be remembered in 70 years. Your voice is the sound of home. Your body, your physical presence is meaningful for other people. Your body is an outward sign of your inner qualities, reliability, or selfless service, or unconditional love. As Christians, our bodies become outward signs of the Holy Spirit dwelling with us. People see, hear, and experience the Holy Spirit through you and through me. Therefore, honor God with your body. The Greek word for honor in this 1 Corinthians passage is the same word for glorify or praise. In fact, the Greek word is uh, doxasate, part of this, the root word for doxology. Doxology means a written or oral expression of praise. It would be impossible to write or speak expressions of praise without your body without your hands, without your voice. We use our bodies when we sing the doxology here in the sanctuary. We stand if we are able to stand. We use our mouths to sing. We use our ears to listen to the people singing around us. We use our eyes to watch the offering plates go to the front of the church and be lifted up. We gaze upon the cross or the liturgical banner we remember loved ones who taught us to sing the doxology. We close our eyes so that we can visualize ourselves singing to God. Singing the doxology, singing this expression of praise, connects us with God, with other people, and with ourselves, 
as it involves our hearts, our minds, and our bodies. Honor, glorify, and praise God with your heart, your mind, and your body. This week, I challenge you to intentionally notice your body as you participate in a spiritual practice this week. How does your body enable you to do that spiritual practice? How do you feel in your body as you engage, engage spiritually? How do your body and this spiritual practice offer praise and honor to God? Here are some examples. Maybe you pray with a family member before a meal or bedtime. I invite you to hold hands with that family member. How does your family member's hand feel in your hand? How does this physical touch with another person connect you to God and to the other person? Or maybe this week you're going to choose to spend some time in silence. As you quiet your mouth and your mind and your heart, I invite you to breathe and to listen. What earthly sounds do you hear when you are silent? Do you notice these sounds when you are not silent? How does silence connect you to the world around you? Or maybe you're going to go on a walk. As you go on a walk, pay attention to your body. How does your body feel? What do you see when you go on your walk? Who do you see as you walk around? Remember, whatever your spiritual practice you choose this week, notice your body as you participate in that spiritual practice. How does your body connect you with God, with other people, and with yourself? And now I invite you, as you are able, to stand wherever you are and to join with me as together we sing the doxology. Praise God from whom. 